G'day and welcome back to So Rare Grind. This is episode 23. Uh, I'm your host as always, Afrikiwi, uh, better known by my name, Joel. Uh, this week, I'm on my lonesome. Um, Jack uh, is busy again this week and we don't have a guest on this week, so uh, you're just going to have to enjoy uh, my thoughts alone <laughs> this week. Um, plenty uh, going on in So Rare World uh, across multiple things, um, so covering off the the news in so rare world, um, the NBA coming. Um, it's a game. Well, it's a well basketball in general, and the NBA in general has just much bigger following than MLB. So um, it'll be cool to see um, that on the platform in the coming weeks. Uh, I'm not sure about you listening, but whether you've done much thinking about uh, how the format might look like, but I suspect we'll probably have a, an SO5 type format as well, basketball obviously being you know, a team of five on the court kind of works quite well for that, uh, probably arguably even better than football, I imagine they probably have categories of you know, power forward, small forward, centre, point guard, shooting guard, something like that. Um, so it'll be interesting how they determine player positions um, because a lot of players play in multiple positions. But I think it looks pretty likely to me that, that you'll get you know teams of five um, for use uh, in Surrey NBA. Um, Scoring-wise, I actually suspect it'll be pretty similar to baseball. I don't know, for those listening, you might not be that familiar with the baseball uh, scoring system. Um, I've become familiar with it from having played and done okay um, on the baseball but very data driven um, with different I guess much like the football you know you're getting points for different actions um, but um, the yeah the way that players score uh, is is very different depending on the, the type of position they're in in baseball there's a big divide between the pitching side of things and the batting side of things uh, and there's a whole element of the game and the fielding that has zero value um, in Surrey MLB, which I find kind of interesting. So you've got someone that's very good in the outfield, you know, they've got a good throw on them, um, they're quick to, I don't know, catch and collect the ball, that's irrelevant, um, essentially. Um, on the NBA side of things, you know, obviously there's a lot of focus to, you know, double-doubles and triple-doubles, which really meshes quite well with football and what we've got already there. Um, and I suspect you probably end up seeing those exact same things in, you know, um, values for blocks and steals, rebounds, probably minus points for turnovers, um, you know, rebounds perhaps lost, um, you know, competed for and lost. Uh, I'm assuming there'll be like a shooting percentage or something along those lines that will that will um, feature. So I think it'll be quite good because it's a game that um, I think really fits with being data-driven, like, like baseball is. And like footballers to a degree, but um, I just think there's a lot of potential for um, that to be very fun and very well received. Uh, I think it'll be interesting how they do the rarity level of cards. I think we're probably going to see the same as we've seen with baseball about 5,000 limiteds uh, and 1,000 rares, 100 super rares, one unique. Uh, there's been a lot of people maligning the fact that the baseball's done that way, but I think. You can't just look at that in isolation. You've got to look at actually the total number of, you know, actual players in the game. Football has way bigger coverage and can continually expand. You know, we've got tons more leagues that could be onboarded. You know, the Saudi league, the Qatar league, uh, or UAE, I think, not Qatar. Qatar probably could be as well. Uh, the A-league in Austra- Australasia. Um, you've got more leagues in Europe like Poland, for example, um, you've got, you know, we're yet to have the cards minted for uh, the English Championship, because I'm assuming that's coming, um, and the uh, Spanish second division, Segunda, you know, there's none of the teams have any cards released yet, so, I mean, you know, even if those don't renew in the future, you know, you've still got, you know, those cards are going to be around basically forever, so, you know, I, I I think to make 5,000 in baseball when you've only got a grand total of, what, 30, 30 teams? I think it was 30 teams. Um, 
and players constantly you know coming in and out you're only ever going to have you know that maximum unless they look to bring in I don't know Japanese baseball or baseball from Cuba or Puerto Rico are, are pretty big um, baseball areas so I mean you know the opportunity to expand that is pretty limited so you know, I, I disagree with a lot of the negativity about you know 5,000 cards like total supplier wise it's, it's a lot less and we'll probably see the same with basketball because obviously you've only got what 30 or so NBA teams I guess they could bring in some of like the European leagues perhaps maybe in time I mean you know they wouldn't be able to brand it sorry NBA it'd have to be story basketball will they change that given it looks like it's going to be launching as you know sorry NBA not sorry basketball uh unclear whether they they might not be able to maybe there's a licensing agreement there I don't know but I think um yeah we're probably going to see the same sort of rarity levels um based on the way that the launch happened with baseball um, they really flooded the market early on. Prices were pretty high early on. People wanting to get, you know, the one of five thousand or one of one thousand type cards, which I think is just crazy. Um, and we'll probably see some ability to use common cards in limited competition early on, um, which is what they did with baseball. And uh, but yeah, they will have some learnings from that. There was a bit of bitterness about how long you could use some of these common cards for. So some of the top players um, were earning people, you know, wins in the limited competition you know, as common as common cards, you know, over a team of like full limiteds that weren't uh, your top players. So I suspect we're probably not going to see it roll out the same way, um, or at least you know, for that to be possible for as long. Um, with baseball, the card values were a sort of lowest uh, generally I think I mean who knows about the future but generally they were lowest around sort of week three of launch week two three so whether we've seen the same for basketball I suspect we might they'll probably yeah pump out a huge amount of supply and then pull back on on printing new cards like they've done with baseball um a little bit different though in that the basketball season is basically just about to begin and baseball we're partway through the season so Sarah's probably mindful you know if they go and thump out you know 5,000 you know limiteds of every player when we're most of the way through the season people aren't going to be too happy when it comes around to next season they're pumping out a whole lot more um, so we might see the supply of basketball be higher for longer and there's probably also more demand for them to be honest I mean Am I more interested in watching basketball than baseball? Absolutely. Um, and, I mean, at least in New Zealand, there's a far bigger following for basketball than than um, baseball, and I suspect it's the same overseas from what I've, what I've heard. But, yeah, I think it will be a fun game mode. Really interested to see the specifics on um, the scoring. They're going to obviously have to try and balance um, those players that are more defensive players with uh, those that score lots. Um, and uh, I suspect early on there'll be some sort of discrepancies in the matrix some sort of cards or um, positions in particular will be a little bit broken um, where those players are getting much more in the way of points in baseball we've seen it where the pitchers are basically much worse than the outfielders and there's a, a bit of an abundance of options on the pitching side whereas not quite the same on the um on the batting side and the other aspect too is that you know there's a lot of basketball games every week like with baseball and so it's different to football they're probably going to continue with the um, aggregate of player scores in, in each game week so football if a player has two games in a, in a game week it's not not too common but it has, does happen they only score the first one unless they're benched and don't come on and then instead they score the second one but whereas with baseball they have you know, basically a game every day. You know, every uh, every day. You know that that counts to their their score um, for that game week of three days or four days. And I think with basketball, you tend to see them play what sort of three games a week, sometimes four, between two and four, I think, off the top of my head. So um, you know, stacking players in a team that have multiple games in a single, you know, in a few days or a single sorry a game week, that is going to be you know, huge for the scoring, um, you know, and who wins that game week 
I'm, I'm sure. Um, so, you know, uh, I guess a positive for So Rare is that it's probably going to encourage people to have a, a wide roster of players uh, so that you can really take advantage of those game weeks where, you know, you have a team that's maybe mid-table but they've got you know, three games rather than two or, or four even, you know, rather than two. She probably won't probably won't see four four games in like a four day game week, but you know three versus two or or versus one that will be um, quite quite op you'd think. Um, anyway, moving on from NBA, um, Soria just about was about twelve hours ago um, released their uh, improved prize pools they've called it from game week 310 for football and with continued increases in coming months um i have a lot of thoughts about this um the uh other side of the big update that's actually good uh is the uh, prize pool player tiers updating more regularly i haven't been and i don't think jack has either maybe once we haven't really been screwed over in rewards with you know, getting a really rubbish, you know, tier one or two or or star. Um, the the few star, the two stars that I won were pretty reasonable. Um, tier ones and twos have generally been pretty reasonable as well. But I know a lot of people in the community have been screwed over um, by getting rewards of like players that are out injured, and that, that's really frustrating. So I think that's a really good update. Um, you know, and and should really. Um, do a better job of reflecting the effort and luck, I guess, because every you know to to win a high high tier reward, it does require a bit of luck. Um, but I think yeah, it does a better job of reflecting the effort that people have gone to um, each week and the quality of the team that they've put in. Um, the ticket um, games looks interesting. The ticket um, divisions, I think that's kind of cool don't really know how that will work for those of us that you know are overseas um you know winning a unless it's got flights included which i'm highly doubting you know for us in new zealand winning a ticket to a european league match kind of redundant um unless you know you've got a lot of a lot of money to be traveling and you know but you know for me if i win like a bundesliga ticket i'm just gonna you know i'd be looking to sell it off to someone so i think um, they need, they need to do some work in thinking about that. Perhaps people can instead choose like a um, a shirt, a jersey from a team, like signed signed jersey instead, or something like that. I think um, would be much more appealing. Um, or maybe like a, a, a ticket to a more local game. Like I think, for example, a lot of people in the states would probably agree. Like you know, winning a ticket to a, a European match unless it's like a big match you're probably not going to go and fork out you know however much it is to catch a flight to to europe just to watch a football game um you know especially if it's not a team that you feel that passionate about um whereas you know if it was like a ticket to an mls game you know for sure that would have much more appeal um you know for us in australia and new zealand uh, i don't know how many there are of us playing so rare but you know there's currently not really any games in um, that are covered by Surreal that actually would have a um, a large appeal to go to unless it was like a ticket for Champions League final or some sort of final um, or perhaps one of the big European teams. Um, but even then, you know, you, you're still coming from this part of the world. You're still going to be forking out much more for your plane tickets to go and watch it um, than the value of the tickets. So it kind of loses its appeal. Um, but cool initiative. I think that they should expand on it. Good to see that they're thinking outside the box. I think they have to. Um, you know, there's going to be a limit to the number of cards that can be uh, given out um, at some point in time, because there's realistically a limit to the number of leagues that they can cover. Um, I mean, that's a bit of a broader conversation, but I think really Soria have to increase the value of what they're providing people beyond Ethereum payouts and card payouts. Because uh, unless they they do that, Sorry gets to a point where um, basically it, it stops growing um, because there is you know finite value 
to those things. They can only pay out so much in the way of Ethereum. They can only give away so many cards, even if they are giving away every single card and not mint, not you know auctioning off any new and you know just and charging like a secondary market fee in order to keep income coming in. You know, even at that point, there's still you know a finite number of cards that you can give out. So they've got to find some ways to create value beyond giving out cards. Um, speaking of which, uh, giving out cards. So you know they've claimed, and I say claimed because if you look at the numbers, actually it's a bit of bollocks. Um, from game week three ten, they have improved prize pools, which I've put in inverted commas because. It's just a bit of marketing, really. Personally, quite disappointed um, with it. They say there's increases in coming months. I hope so. Um, I've actually looked through on the... uh, Because they put out on that Medium article, they show uh, how many of each different tier of card they're giving out in each competition. Uh, There are some really bizarre ones. Well, one particularly bizarre one, Rare Underdog. Uh, Surely it's a mistake. But they basically made it worse. I don't know how you can make that worse. That competition is already extremely hard and really poor value. Um, we were talking about it last week. Um, Doge Sports made a, you know, I talked about just how, how poor it was. He's totally, totally right. So they are dropping off, I, th- I think there's even less tier threes in it now, tier three rares or less tier two rares. And they've put 60 tier three limiteds on the, reward sheet. I mean surely that's a mistake. Who, you know, in their right mind wants to enter Rare Underdog to win a tier three limited? I mean, that's just bizarre. Um I mean sure offer limited cards, but to go, you know, three star uh three star rares, twenty seven tier one rares, fifty tier two rares, sixty tier three rares, and then go sixty tier three limiteds. No no star limiteds, no tier one or tier two even limiteds. They're offering sixty tier three limiteds. I mean it's just bizarre. I mean, surely, surely that's a mistake. I mean, I've I've checked the um, the matrix myself multiple times on this. Uh, well, I've put out on Medium to make sure I'm actually reading it correctly, and I am. I mean, maybe by the time you're listening to this, they've updated it, but that is just weird um, and really poor. But anyway, outside of that, um, I've actually gone through. Limited All-Star, Limited Specialist, Limited Underdog, and Underdog 45 to see you know, actually what are the actual differences that they're making. So uh, on Limited All-Star, um, the impact is pretty minor. We're going from uh, about 3,100 rewards in game week 304 to 3,580. So you're looking at an increase of, what's that, roughly 10, just over 10%, 10, maybe 14, 15%. Um, and looking at the actual scores now in game week 304, um, the minimum for reward was just shy of 320 points. Um, and in that game week, uh, if you were 3,580th, like, you know, well, is, is the the rank that will win a tier three at minimum um, from uh, game week 310, uh, you would have needed 313.84, so it's a difference of about six points. And again, it's almost bang on the same, a difference of six points in game week 302 between 3,100th and 3,580th. So that increase is only going to you know, drop the minimum score needed by about six points. Um, I mean, it's a, it is a difference. Uh, it's not massive. And they've also made no increase in the number of star level cards. Uh, and only five more tier ones that they're giving out. So it's just it's mostly just a lot more tier threes. Um, looking in limited specialist, it's kind of similar. I mean, we're getting a, a big bump in the volume of rewards. We're going from 1,000 to 1,500, which on the face of it looks nice, but um, and, and it does mean that the minimum score needed is uh, dropping by about 13 to 15 points depending on the game week. Um, that was essentially the the difference between 1,000th and 1,500th uh, in the last two weekend game weeks. Uh, but they're making no increase in rare rewards at all. No, no more star, you know, no increase in star rares, tier 1 rares, tier 2 rares, whatever. Um, it's mostly just much more tier 3 limiteds. 
um, and you kind of start to see a common theme uh, here because Limited Underdog is very much a similar story. Um, we're going from 1500, uh, sorry, we're going to 1500 rewards in Limited Underdog. Uh, game week 306, which is just about to start, we've got 1100, but the prior weekend game week was 1000. Um, again, no increase in Star Limited. We're getting 15 more tier 1s, which is nice. Um, quite a bit more tier 2s, which is nice, but mostly more tier 3s. Um, and you know your minimum score needed is jumping, uh, sorry, is dropping by about eleven to twelve points. So, you know it's it is nice that um, you know you getting you know, there's a higher likelihood of getting a consolation prize basically because essentially that's what a tier three limited is. Um, you know there is a pretty small pool of tier three limiteds that are actually good tier three limiteds um, that are usable, and usually the ones that are usable are just usable in underdog. Um, because you know they've got a last 15 of 49 and perhaps they've actually had a few good games recently and they've actually got a few coming up um, you're generally not getting any tier 3s anywhere that are going straight into your you know your best teams like in Specialist or All-Star I, mean, I can't actually think of a time where I've won a tier 3 and then next week gone oh yeah this is perfect to put in All-Star um, usually they just kind of sit there or I sell them um, underdog 45 is uh, <laughs> this game week basically pointless um, I mean it's it's nice to have another competition to throw cards into um, and so you know I, I appreciate that but uh, weirdly game week 304 there was 450 rewards now we've only got 300 in game week 306 They've massively cut down the number of... Like, we had, like, five-star limiteds um, in game week three or four. Now there's only one, and it's not improving when it gets to game week um, three or four. Uh, it's just a, basically a huge difference in um, the number of uh, tier three limiteds being given out. Weirdly enough, it's basically harder to win a reward than limited underdog, which just requires you... You know, players with an L15 of uh, max of 50. Um, I mean, to be fair, it's probably cheaper to enter underdog 45 because there's limited options. But, you know, unless you're captaining someone that has the chance to score 100, then there's no point. Um, you've got to have a captain that can potentially score 100. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, in uh, game week 306, you're probably looking at needing about 275 points just to win a tier 3 um, versus you're probably only going to you know you're probably going to need 265 in limited underdog so if you're only entering one team um, into either underdog 45 or or limited underdog then uh, you might as well just enter it into underdog because your, your odds are actually better um, which to me I mean, I get that it's an extra competition, it's extra utility for those guys that are kind of, kind of crap. But for those, you know, guys that are really crap, they're still really crap and not not usable. You know, you need someone, you need some players that have like been out injured that are normally actually like really good players. And so to me, it doesn't actually feel like an underdog competition. It just feels like a return from injury competition or new transfer competition. You know player that's gone from a a being a, a reserve at a bigger team to you know maybe maybe starting at a lower ranked team um so i feel like it doesn't quite fit the name they're not really underdogs um to me an underdog is like someone that comes off the bench usually or maybe has like a 50 50 chance of starting um not someone that's recovering from injury or just had a transfer anyway i digress um so you know, that increased number of rewards will mean about a 13 to 15 point difference. Um, so it does make it, you know, a, a reasonable amount easier to win a reward. But, um, you know, you're not going to be winning quality. Um, and so with those changes in, you know, how many rewards they're giving out, I went and had a, a good look through basically the total of Star Limiteds that are given out each week. And... There is actually no change whatsoever to the number of Star Limiteds being given out. We've had 
220 star limiteds given out pretty consistently for I think the last few game weeks. This game week is an exception, there's 230. I think that's because we've got the three new specialist competitions of uh, Specialist La Liga, Specialist, I think was it Bundesliga, and Specialist uh, Belgian Pro League. Um, so we've got 10 more because of you know those being, being extra. Um, but this expanded rewards is really just giving away more tier threes mostly and a few more tier twos. I haven't dug into the detail on rare uh, I have little Jack and I have little uh, exposure to the to rear side, but for sort of our threshold team and just throwing in the remnants into underdog rear with you know with not much of a hope of of winning anything really, um, maybe striking lucky. So yeah, to me it's a bit disappointing. It just feels like um, marketing guff. A lot of people on Twitter are quite positive about the announcement. I think that people haven't yet actually looked into the detail. Um, I hope that it does improve in future game weeks. I am totally aware that Soria can't just all of a sudden give out you know a thousand star limiteds, or it kind of really uh, reduces some of the value of those cards. But it it doesn't feel like they're actually really fixing some of the root issues here. Um, just creating more competitions and giving away more tier threes actually just makes a lot of those cards even more worthless. Makes the top cards worth even more which makes it even more difficult for new people to really get on board. Um, I think a lot of uh, well-established players wouldn't like to see the value of star tiers um, you know, diminish, but if we're um, going to make the curve more friendly and make it more possible for people to come on board, I think you, know, you do have to reduce that curve. It's so steep, the difference between you know, star to tier 1 to tier 2 to tier 3 in terms of the value of those players and usefulness of those players really at its core is what drives value. Um, I think, you know, they're not actually addressing that and they're just making it worse um, with those changes. Um, were they to introduce, you know, different underdog competitions? Maybe. Um, maybe that would improve. We actually to win some decent cards out of those those lower ranked underdog competitions but anyway um it is what it is um it's still a great game overall but yeah i i think it's a bit of a uh, a red herring to be quite honest be very interested in your, your feedback feel free to tweet us or email us at so regrind uh, at gmail.com if you think we're totally uh, baseless with our opinion but um yeah anyway enough about that um Quick summary of game week 304 and 305. Um, have been really loving the all-star rare team. Um, they have been delivering well. Game, th- game week 304, uh, Higashiguchi delivered. Um, he's had a couple of stinkers and a couple of good games in the last five, but he and Lee Yong greatly contributed to uh, getting the upper threshold there. The rest of the team was mediocre, but secure that um, a lot of frustrations with other players was a bit ruined by um, Yokohama rotation um, what else went on uh, yeah some fr- some frustrating ones too like in Champion Asia Limited uh, had four players with solid scores, Keeper kept the clean sheet um, Lucas Fernandez scored a 82.6 without a decisive against Jubilo Iwata. I mean, what a performance from the uh, all-round score side of things. Murillo and Thiago Santana both getting decisives. And then Park Jisoo um, basically had a pretty um, unfortunate um, error led to goal, I think it was. Um, and so uh, it finished with a pathetic 21, and so I missed out altogether on getting even a Tier 3 Um you know, I had other defenders who I didn't pick who, um, you know, it could have been tier 2 or tier 1 level. Probably should have been. So that was a bit frustrating. Um, Specials, I ruined myself by picking a miss that the Scottish League games were postponed. That was on me. Um, and uh, Champion America, which has been probably, actually for both Jack and I, on the limited side of things, the most successful um, competition. Um, managed to secure a tier 2 limited 
it wasn't a particularly great tier two limited, unfortunately. Um, but Felipe Gutierrez, 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 however you want to pronounce it, with a 97.3, it's his second 95-plus game in a row. Absolute beast for um, Colorado. And uh, Ladero and Morris both scored for Seattle Sounders. Um, or both actually got assists, rather. Um, but was unfortunately let down by the Fort Laser Lads um, with Fernando Miguel, who's been superb up until the last two games, still scored a solid 49 despite conceding two goals. But Capishaba only getting a 39.6. Um, a clean sheet there, and that's probably a star um, limited. So a bit of a bummer to be let down by the defensive end when they've been so good for so many game weeks. Um, then midweek, uh, we had pretty much just K-League and J-League um, that I was actually uh, hoping for much out of. Um, managed to to get lower threshold. Um, really unfortunate not to get higher one. Lee Yong credited with an error led to goal, which was a bit rubbish, really. Um, he kind of got stitched up by his, his teammate who gave him a heavy pass. He tried to sort of tackle it away from the oncoming player ended up kind of putting it into that player's path and he scored um, and he was my captain after having such a consistent last five or f- of, I think five scores of like 55 to 70 um, you know that that doesn't occur and that's that's up a threshold um, so it's pretty frustrating and uh, yeah just some some mediocre performances in some spots would be nice to have had a bit more of a Challenger Europe team. I had um, Kingsley scored a really good 84. Didn't have anyone much around him. Um, Champion Asia. Um, Lee Young Wu had a great game. All his teammates in that, uh, that lineup were rubbish. Um, specialist let down by Ewan Army not starting, being on the bench. Thought he'd be back. Um, yeah, anyway, mildly frustrating midweek game week but it is what it is look ahead to uh, game week 306 and I think for the first time uh, I have 13 13 teams entered um, but uh, I won't go through all of them there's a lot to talk about um, but wanted to highlight uh, in particular probably the uh, all-star rare team actually um, and I've been doing quite a bit of work um, just this past week, and I'll talk about it in a moment, Um, quite a bit of work on the data side of things, Um, and I've posted it to Twitter uh, where we've basically put together a site um, on buymeacoffee.com where we're going to post expected goals for and against data uh, every um, game week that has a domestic league game, won't be doing it for the European competition, it's a bit difficult to sort of generate uh, our own uh, relevant, useful, semi-accurate data, Um, whereas, you know, domestic leagues, you've got a lot more fixtures, a lot more past, relevant, recent information uh, to go off. So uh, every week there'll be um, posts to there, expected goals for and against for uh, teams across Challenger Europe, Champion Europe, uh, Champion Europe B when it launches. I've actually just put something up on there um, about the top. Expected goals for and against uh, in Champion B for Game Week 306. Uh, we've got Asia up on there as well, uh, which will obviously be coming to a close soon. Uh, we'll um, be getting underway on uh, Sorting Americas as well and Champion Europe, which isn't there yet either. Um, but in going through that data... Um, have also been identifying uh, where teams have a good run of fixtures um, coming up because generally, uh, and and Doge Sports commented about it last week, that you find those players tend to increase in value a fair bit uh, following a run in games. And so I've actually been going through myself and picking up a few players for different teams that have a run of decent fixtures, uh, and one of them being Sochi in Russia, Initially stayed away from Russia, um, start of the season due to, you know, all the geopolitical stuff happening. But um, the 
uh, in a, well, the the lack of new cards, well, the complete um, halt of uh, minting of new Russia League cards really increases the value of the uh, existing ones and means that you know when you get increases in price, the price can really jump quite a bit because of that low supply. Um, you can get really to, to to go all economics on you. Um, you can get an increase in you know in, in demand that far outstrips the supply. Whereas in you know other um, leagues, because there are a higher number of those players in general, you can um, tend to find that the supply will will start to sort of bounce it out a bit. Um, and so, any long story short, bought a couple of players from uh, Sochi because they uh, have the best run of fixtures in their league over the next three games. Um, they play against. Uh, Fakel at home who have been pretty rubbish uh, they just lost 3-0 in, in the uh, Russian Cup to Moscow I think this morning or well this morning for, for us New Zealand last night for for you guys in Europe um, and uh, then they play Orenburg away who have been poor they were the ones that got smacked uh, was it 8-0 in the week, last weekend by Zenit and then they play Lokomotiv uh, Moscow, who have been pretty poor to start the season at home. Um, and uh, yeah, so picked up um, Nikita Burmistrov. Uh, I think it's a great deal, um, about 0.04 Ethereum. He's 33 years old, uh, has got three or four decisives in the last five games. Uh, and also picked up uh, Georgie. Uh, Melkadza picked up his limited um, but he looks a good shout for some good points as well um, so yeah the all-star uh, rear lineup uh, at this point in time is uh, Higashiguchi in goal uh, away to Vissel Kobe uh, Dave uh, Davy Bolthouse um, in defence I may pick up another defender but um, I've got a bit of a lack of quality defenders at the moment in rear uh, Bermistrov in midfield, who's captain, um, he's got four consecutive games of 60 plus, uh, opting for um, Terahito Nakagawa uh, up front, he's got a great home fixture against Contadole, uh, I've wrote about this on uh, on the website, um, but uh, Yokohama, one of the top uh, expected goals for um, teams basically across our entire coverage, um, this this game week, uh, and one of the top in Asia. Uh, Consadole are the leakiest team away from home. Yokohama are the best team at home in terms of goals for. Uh, you do the math. Uh, inevitably, it'll end nil-nil, <laughs> having said this, but uh, the, the data really points to a good home game. Uh, just hopefully he either starts or comes off the bench and, and uh, gets a decisive, as he's been pretty good with. And then uh, going for a... Uh, Kensuke Nagai from Nagoya at home to uh, Sanford Hiroshima. So uh, it's a team, very hopeful of uh, getting an upper threshold. That's really just the objective with that team. Um, any uh, card reward, even tier 3, would be um, absolutely sublime. Um, would be stoked with that. Uh, moving on to the So Red Data World League. Um, last game week was uh, a bit frustrating actually um, had a superb midfield I think all four of the midfielders I picked scored at like 70 plus um, and the defence and forwards just let me down big time um, was up against GBO um, he's one of the favourites in the league um, so kind of not all that surprised I, to be honest I expected to lose um, but uh, yeah this week um Actually, I haven't had a look in advance of uh, starting recording, so we'll have a look now. But in round seven, I'm up against Linksy. Not actually too sure. Oh, he's kind of mid-table-ish. Um, the league standings definitely aren't working right. Um, it's still showing that I've only won one game, but I've definitely won two. Uh, it's showing that Linksy has won two, so could be an even uh, could be an even game. I'm not sure how he did last week. It would be nice if um, Surrey Data sorted their private leagues, to be honest. Um, 
they, you know, when you're, I'm paying for the star level membership, it's what, 100 bucks a year, US. Uh, it'd be nice if, you know, with that money they could just sort that out. So if you, if you guys are listening, politely, respectfully, if you could uh, fix that, that'd be great as a, as a paying customer. <laughs> um, so I haven't actually picked my team yet. I will probably do that post-podcast, um, but we'll certainly be looking to include some of these uh, guys I've picked up, like uh, Bur- Burmistrov, um, who has a good fixture, uh, likes of uh, Her- uh, Jeffrey Herrimans for um, Michelin, Michelin against Leuven could be a new, great game to watch as neutral. Um, the model's predicting like a basically 2.7 versus 2.3, I think, XG. Uh, Michelin, who are at home, very leaky at the back, but also good scorers. And likewise, Leuven, away from home, have been good scorers, but also leaky at the back. So that one seems poised for a, a good score. Uh, and we'll be certainly uh, going up front with... Um, the uh, likes of Alba from Yokohama um, and the uh, likes of from uh, I just picked up uh, Georgie uh, Melkadza for Soshi um, so yeah feeling hopeful about this game week need, need to pick up a win in order to uh, into not in order to not get relegated from uh, the Soridata World League um <clears throat> Now, I wanted to spend a moment just talking through uh, the the site for for our data time, um, talking through the yeah the um, buy me a coffee site and what um, the sort of vision is there, what we've got on there currently. So I mentioned um, that there's goals for and against data um, on there. Now to explain the background of of how that works and where that comes from, I'll uh, pull up the <clears throat> the Challenger Europe and uh, uh, goals for and against data for Game Week 306. If you're on the computer listening to this or near the computer, uh, I encourage you to, to bring it up and you can uh, get an idea of what it is I'm talking about. But what I've done is gone through uh, all of the, um, well, all the leagues that we're covering, uh, all of the data for those leagues, for those teams, home and away from last season gives you a good benchmark to start from. Uh, you know, well aware that teams change a lot in the um, off-season. Players come in, players leave, players get injured even early in the season. Um, you get different coaches. So, you know, it's never going to be perfect, but, um, you know, you're never going to start with perfect data or the level of time required is just, you know, excessive. So, um, yeah, we started with a baseline of, the home and away performance from teams previous season. Um, those teams that have been relegated, so the team that finished 18th, um, has been uh, essentially replaced by the team that finished first um, in the league below, 19th replaced by second, 20th replaced by third in the league below. Um, you know, again, it's not going to perfectly, um, you know, match the style teams play. You know, we're aware sometimes you get that they get relegated heavily defensive. And so don't score a lot, but don't concede a lot either. And those that are promoted, you know, in, in the sort of corresponding place could be like all out attacking, concede and score a lot. So it's, it's not going to be perfect. Um, but the way the system works is um, we've now had, I think in pretty much all of those leagues, at least five or six game weeks, um, the, the way that the goals for and against data is updating is based on so say the team has been predicted to score two or three goals um, say they've been predicted to score three for argument's sake and they've only scored two that will then moderate down in future their expected goals for now it will also take into account the you know the relative uh, difficulty or quality of the opposition so you know you're not going to see a team that's finished last or near sorry near bottom in the table who you know, scored quite a few goals in their most recent games. You know, come and you're not going to see them when they come up against, say, top of the league, who's got a really, you know, good record um, defensively. You're not going to, you know, see an expected goals for of, you know, crazy numbers for for that lowly ranked team. But um, you know, it will um, you know, based on form, moderate the expected goals for and against. And we've back tested this data. Um, 
from basically the start of the season for every league um, that we're covering. So the, the current leagues being covered uh, is uh, Turkey. Um, so in Challenger was Turkey, uh, Austria, Scotland, Croatia, uh, Russia, uh, the Netherlands, Belgium, and Portugal. Uh, and then uh, also the Champion Europe B leagues currently uh, League 2 in France, Serie B in Italy, and Bundesliga 2 in Germany. Uh, we'll add Championship in England to that. Um, just haven't gotten it yet because I don't think any of the te- well, none of the teams are covered in terms of none of the teams have had like new cards issued. There's obviously some players that have moved there, but um, you know there's not too many that have moved there. And then similar with um, Segunda in Spain, the second division there. There, uh, as far as I saw when I was looking, there's not been any. Um, of the teams there with cards minted yet while there has been uh, for Bundesliga 2 and for League 2 and I'm not sure about about Serie B maybe none yet um, so anyway we've, we've gone through and, and back tested um, that across all of those um, and found that uh, basically in general across those leagues uh, as the expected goals for um, in a game increases, it also increases the likelihood of them scoring two or more goals. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of ways you can measure the accuracy. Um, at this point, just measured it by, um, for those teams that have an expected goals for above 1.5, how many actually scored in that week, two plus. Um, and then those above one, well, those two and above, how many actually scored two, and those with an expected goals for of 2.4 or above, how many actually scored two. And it varies league to league. Um, currently, you've just been looking at the last five uh, game weeks. I mean, it, it varies greatly depending on who, you know what the matchups are in that game week and also just actually how many games in that league um, actually go over that level. Um, but for uh, across all of the leagues covered... Uh, as of game week 304, over the last five game weeks, um, on average there was about a 63% success rate for uh, expected goals for of 2.4 and above in terms of teams actually then scoring two or more goals. Um, for expected goals for of 2 and above, uh, that average didn't drop by much, but was 59.24. And for teams with expected goals for of 1.5, about 53% did go and score more than two. So uh, actually quite pleasing to see that the accuracy does correspond or correlate with um, an increase in goals for. I mean, certainly anomalies within certain leagues um, where accuracy was actually better at sort of lower um, levels, but um, the, the averages were, were pretty much true. Uh, and then I've contrasted this with, um, you know, if you were to randomly pick a game in that league, you know, what what the odds were of the um, of of picking a game where or a team where they actually did score two or more goals, <clears throat> and um, across almost every league, um, there were a couple where clearly they've been a bit unpredictable. Um, that there were a couple where actually you were better off. Um, just picking at random, but for the most part, the vast majority of leagues, um, the data was definitely providing quite an edge, and um, the Belgian league in particular was one that um, was the the predictions were actually very accurate for, um, where we're seeing um, over the last uh, five game weeks teams that have been expected to score two or more goals on 85.7% of times have actually gone and done that. So anyway, yeah, a lot of a lot of data there. I'll, I'll actually eventually post a lot of that stuff to the site, um, the accuracy metrics, because I think that's useful for people to know. Um, <clears throat> but just generally, I thought it was quite interesting, um, of those leagues covered, uh, Bundesliga 2 is actually the league... Um, Across Turkey, League 2, Austria, Scotland, Croatia, J-League, K-League, Serie B, Bundesliga 2, Russia, Eredivisie, Belgian Pro, and Liga Premier in Portugal. 
Bundesliga 2 is the actual the league that had the, the most number of games with teams scoring two or more goals so that's one to look at um, you can use those players in all-star and specialist and underdog um, obviously you can't use them in challenger or champion um, but Syria will develop a <coughs> champion B league at some point they've said so definitely um, some opportunity there I'd have a look through those those teams um, in uh, within that league in particular um, and I will start actually posting this data as well uh, I thought very interesting um, Jan or Jan Regensburg uh, have a particularly good run of fixtures coming up I think one of the best fixture runs in terms of the opposition that they're, play, that they're playing against how good they are at home or away like their ranking the relative ranking within the league I think they were yeah, the top across just about all um, divisions followed. And um, it's because they have coming up... Um, so when I say 14th, I mean this team is 14th. That, that, that they're playing against the team is 14th in terms of like home performance or away performance. Um, the way I've set this up, it's a bit difficult to just flick back and forth between them. But... Um, and, and to actually identify who the fixture is against but uh, Game Week 306 they're playing against the 14th best home or away side uh, 310 against the 18th best 312 against 17th best 314 against uh, against the 7th best which is their toughest fixture in the next uh, 8 um, then 316 they play against 16th best 318 they play against 13th best 320 they play against 12th best and 321st they play against 18th best so a lot of like lower mid-table teams uh, that they're playing against in the upcoming game weeks. Now, you know, obviously, those numbers will change based on how they and other teams do. So, you know, those numbers inevitably will change week to week. But uh, so I'm going to tend to post um, each game week, and ideally early on, because it's data that can be put out pretty early on, basically as soon as results come in. Um, so I'll get game week 310 out uh, basically in probably four or five days. Um, and give you a list basically of all the the sort of top teams with decent um, fixture runs. It, it doesn't take into account like how good that team is. Like Jan Regensburg's not been great, but the the view with it or the thinking behind it is that it should give uh, a bit of a trading opportunity. That you know you might not necessarily want to use them in SO five, but they. Um, you know, theoretically should improve, scores should improve in general across the team. You know, do your own research on them and on the specific players. But, uh, you know, if you were to buy every single player in the team, uh, it is my expectation that, you know, overall that the, the value would, in, would increase relative to where it is, um, just given how many attractive fixtures they have over the next seven or eight. Um, and there are very few teams around uh, from across those leagues I've looked at that seem to have um, similarly good runs of fixtures. I mean, Sochi is one that's got a reasonable run. Uh, in Eredivisie as well, uh, there was a few that looked interesting. Um, in particular, uh, Fortuna Sittard. Um, it was interesting. Earlier in the week, I was looking at, at these numbers and uh, I was thinking I should be buying Burak Yilmaz. And I should have, because uh, where's his price at now? I think it's almost his limited card, if that is. I think um, almost double, he's been selling around 0 0.022, 0 0.023. Uh, when I was looking at it early in the week, he was selling about 0 0.014. Um, and this is before these, these fixes even been played. I mean, they've got, they've got a very good run of games um, over the next three for Tuna. Um, Excelsior at home, Volendam at home, who are poor Vitesse away and then Valvike at home that's a really good next four um, so they're worth a look uh, I picked up a couple from FC Emin and from Vitesse on home uh, they've both got quite good next five fixture runs um, I mean Emin is not a great side by any means um, and they'll probably get relegated I would I would uh, assume but um you know, I think there's certainly opportunity uh, in there. 
I won um, Lucas Bernadou in midfield as a reward a few game weeks ago. Ended up selling him. Have been contemplating buying him back again. Uh, I bought uh, Ole Romani earlier this week. Uh, his price is already paid, what, 0.0131. He's now at about 0. Well, his floor's at 0.0187. He's been selling around the sort of 0.0017 um, mark. And uh, you would expect you know, across the next five, well, actually five of the next six, I mean, they play go-ahead Eagles away, who are also, um, they are the worst home team, and Emmons are the worst away team. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. Um, in terms of results, that is. Um, wins, draws, losses. Uh, then they play here and then at home, and then Sparta Rotterdam away, then Volendam at home, who are lowly ranked, Vitesse away, who have had a poor start, and then Groningen at home, and then Fortuna sit hard away. So that's a lot of quite good fixtures um, for them. So, you know, they they might do well across maybe two or three of them, maybe even four, if we're lucky. And, you know, I think it should only need one or two to really boost the, the price and value of those players. Um, and maybe look to cash in partway through that run. We'll see how they go. Um, the other side of it, um, which I intend to take advantage of in coming weeks, and I suggest you consider as well, is those players that fit in the L1540 category who play for these teams. Um, one who I should have bought earlier in the week, who plays for Emin, um, Richaro Zivkovic. Uh, he is now at a floor of about 115 bips, 0.0115. Um, I mean, he was selling for about 0.0068 early in the week. Um, a number of people picked him up there <clears throat> who obviously knew what they're doing. So I think there's a lot of potential just to use that to, to take advantage, not just necessarily to actually pick players with good fixtures and, and pick them up early, but to take advantage um, of that sort of rush to pick up those players. I mean, Rui Mendes is another one in that team. I mean, he's now at a, a floor of 279. I mean, there hasn't actually been any transactions around there, so we'll see. But, um, yeah, anyway, I will um, end up posting some of that data. Um, I haven't posted for game week 306. Uh, let me know if you actually want me to post that that next five opposition and next three opposition rank data. Um, I can do it across uh, divisions or indivi- uh, individual leagues um, or just within particular divisions. Um, but yeah, early early uh, indications of that, it's certainly um, paying off. So um, yeah, anyway, be interested in your thoughts on that, if that's something you're keen for. Um, yeah, feel free to do have a look at the site. I'll post the, um, the link in the bio for this uh, this pod, so that should be nice and easy to follow. Uh, if you go also to our Twitter, which is just Sorry Grind, um, then uh, we will uh, have the links there from recent tweets. Uh, <clears throat> lastly, before signing off, uh, we're actually doing a giveaway. Um, I think I probably did it at the wrong time of day, um, but actually, the um, you know, the giveaway that I've announced has like barely any people that have um, entered the giveaway. Just retweet and follow um, us on Twitter. That's all all we ask. Uh, as of recording, there's only like six people that have retweeted it, and I'm giving away five limited cards, so I guess they're pretty much going to get one each. Uh, and it's not going to be just complete garbage. A lot of the giveaways you see on Twitter are just like 50-cent players that, you know, guys picked up who they don't even play. Um, you know, actually going to give away some players that are usable. Um, they're not all going to be... Mbappe level, but certainly we'll give away um, a couple of decent players. So head over, head on to uh, your Twitter and um, retweet and like. That'd be much appreciated. Um, and yeah, have a look at, at uh, our Buy Me a Coffee site and um, the data we're posting on there. If you've got any particular data you'd be really interested to uh, have, let me know. In future game weeks, be really keen to develop a um, system that. Um, indicates uh, particular players that are perhaps good for upcoming fixtures. I'm sure there's a lot of correlation that can be uh, obtained from the data we already have. Um, so we'll definitely be having a look at that. Uh, it's definitely a lot more data 
required and a lot more data work so it's not something that will probably come quickly but uh, I think it might be of, of use to um, to you so anyway um, that's us for So Regrind episode 23 thank you for uh, sticking around listening to my drivel um, best of luck for game week 306 hope that you crush it and win some rewards and get that threshold because you know, if we're all getting that threshold that's great alright Later.